Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, friends, and welcome to a new installment of Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. Say hello to the folks watching live on YouTube. I need to say that more hassle because we have so many people that just listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. which is great. We, we welcome you too, but Maddie Van Winks does such a good job with the YouTube deal. We got to remind people to subscribe to our YouTube channel, our TikTok channel, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we're I everywhere, say, baby. I know there's some people that watch on Twitter and they comment and they wonder why we don't ever mention their comments. We can't see those comments on here. We'll only correct. see them if you're on YouTube or Facebook, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's the, right. Yeah, blame Elon Musk for that one. Yeah, the software doesn't work with Twitter. It it works like we're we're live on there and everything, but the it gets crossed up. That's more of a van. So we thing, never but. see the comments on Twitter ever. Yeah, so we're not ignoring you. I promise. Um, we are presented as always by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery here in the Channel Seed Studios on a Monday, the twenty fourth. We've got these spring games behind us. We've got uh, some great Iowa football sound. We will play for you. Talk a little Brian Ferentz. Iowa State unveiled its new uniforms. Uh, the The kicker did miss a 41-yard field goal. was short. I heard there was the also a botched snap on a Oh, yeah. PAT hey, got a lot to work on. Hey, get that new coach. Get it all ironed out, right? The new special teams coach. <laughs> Going to get it all ironed out by... Mm-hmm. By kickoff, baby. No, we actually have a lot to talk about today uh, as far as the sports go. How was your weekend? I, I saw that you were like sunbathing, just like a beached whale, just laying there, just getting... You look very tan today. I uh, Yeah, I went to the beach on uh, Saturday. Uh, it was just a weekend just full of just nonsense and fun. I mean, I, we there's really, uh, there's really nothing I wanted to watch on TV. I was off... The whole weekend, my wife was off the whole weekend. She was here, so we, you know, we went out to eat a few times, bar hopped, just chilled, watched the watched the people work on our pool. It was a solid weekend. Just living the life, <laughs> watching our servants building our pool. You look you more, know, and we more just like got Jeff drunk Woody all weekend. Day. Sat at the beach. Yeah, we don't eh, don't worry about fuck. Kids, don't even worry about that. No, nope, we just well, yeah. But you, were, I was beer. jealous of you guys. You were at Size House of Trivia. I was there one year, probably 12, 13 years ago. It's fun. We're, That's a fun night. Did you play or were you a? Well, I wasn't really on a team. Keith Murphy wouldn't let me just sit at a table and be there the the whole night. He made me oh, go around his to like every one. table. Yeah, I was his bitch. One of my favorite rules on the rule sheet was that you couldn't wear anything. From another school, like had another school logo, couldn't wear it. Had to be Iowa oh, State. Oh, really? Yeah. That was on the sheet. It was. Imagine Hassel up there hosting, though. No, the, <laughs> well, 
One, that's, that's Carl Pepper. Two, one year there was a guy who showed up in like all Iowa gear and he got booed. Like I mean, you're asking just, for it if you do that. Yeah, like, one, like, I don't think you should make that a rule. Like, we will not allow you to play this. If, but, like, if you show up in an Iowa shirt, you should just be ready to be harassed. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, when Elaine showed up in the yeah. Yankees box in her Oriole hat. It's just mm-hmm. disrespectful, right? It is. Because it's I not mean, like... I, I agree with you. I don't think that should be a rule, but I... I can see why they would make it one because they're worried that there's going to be some kind of fight and they'll yeah, end up like Visha. Alcohol's involved. You know, and that if you're the guy who shows up to Size House of Trivia in all Iowa gear, you're you're probably the type that will run your mouth too. Yeah. If people confront you, yeah, then you're just asking for I Did mean, you guys I, I, have a good time? Did you win? Did the Cyclone Fanatic win? No, middle of the pack. Honestly, I, I was talking with Bloom about this on our Cyclone Fanatic show last night. Like every year, I leave that thing just feeling stupid. <laughs> and I don't think I'm a dumb person. Like I don't think I'm smart, but I, I, I just don't know like pop culture and stuff. It's just not my deal. It's like and Jeopardy. These questions- though, the, the, the categories are completely random. I mean, that's my first time going. I don't know if there's some sort of theme. No, it's how it always, I always is. I, I guess I assumed it was. I remember when I went. I assumed it was going to be like all Iowa State related, and it wasn't. No, there was there was like There's one usually, question that was kind of tied to Iowa State. Yeah, it was like who There's is always the one category. fifth century poet who wrote a famous poem about sodomy? <laughs> yeah, the, you're right. The best part: Brett McIntyre is one of the the guests, uh, ju- or guest hosts who goes around to table to table. Yeah, see, that's oh. what I did when I was there. Oh, okay, you were a celebrity. I guess. I mean, I, it was when I worked at Channel okay. 13, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the last category was like cyclone weather alert. So it was all weather questions. Mm-hmm. So McIntyre just cleaned oh. house on that one. Jeez. Yeah, I figured Bloom would be good. At, is, Bloom is not what I thought he was, apparently. I, I figured he'd be, you know, a guy you can rely on, a guy who really helps out around the house, um, no, and a guy who would be really good at trivia. And you said he's terrible. We all are. Like, I mean, we had the dean from the. Is it because you guys school. are younger than in these? In yeah, the questions I, are more geared toward. Yeah, older you really people? need people in their fifties and sixties. Honestly, like that's really the the. We would You need a. You need it to be spread out. You need to have younger people. You need to have older people, and you need to have some nerds. Let's just be honest. Yeah, we would have been in last place if the dean wasn't on our team. Yeah, we had Dean Spalding with it. us from the College of Business, and, and Great yeah, guy. we would have gotten last. And honestly, like I every year at this thing, I just check out. After like the third round, what? I'm like, screw this. Like, so what do I you do? Drink, talk to people. <laughs> so Fails and uh, Spopker hosted it, right? Yeah, yeah. Fails did great. Fails was really good. As Spopker didn't? Yeah. What, about what you would expect. Now you know they, you can't they, wear you can't wear another team's clothes in there. But they hire an MC who's an Iowa State grad who openly just roots for Iowa all the time. Spopker, yeah. But doesn't he root for both schools? He just wants everybody to be happy. Yeah, because he's he's a politician. 
because he knows yeah. for his brand, he he can't alienate one side or the other. Let's just correct. It's smart. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good for him. No, I'm just kidding. I like Scott. <laughs> Scott and I have this like deal where we have this like friendly rivalry. We just talk shit to each other all the time. <laughs> I've known him way before he was the Iowa Nice guy. We went to acting class together back you in the day. You took an acting class? I was a theater major for a semester at Iowa me. State. No, for one semester, and then I got the hell out of there. You were a theater major? You were a thespian? Yeah, oh, yeah. Big time thespian. So Huge thespian. Yeah. So did Big you take, t- were you like in plays in high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wow. You don't strike me as that kind of guy. Well, I'm. Uh, you can't really put me in a in a box. I'm a very unique individual, you know. Just am. But no, that's how I met Sipker because we were both theater majors for a semester, and then I I and I hung out with people like Sipker all the time, and I was like, I can't do this for four years, and I changed. Now, my wait major. a second, isn't he? He's a couple years older than us. I think he's one year older than us. But he was still okay. in all those, yeah. He was equally as obnoxious um, in college as he is now. He looked totally different. <laughs> Clean shaven. Yeah. You both, no, you both looked like a couple of prunes when you were freshmen in college. Something like that. Anyways, um, the spring are we going to do our spring game breakdowns right now presented by our friends at circa spring game breakdown my favorite thing from the iowa spring game was this picture that david eichholt from 247 posted of just the swarm of media lining up to talk to the punter who didn't even wear a helmet like didn't even put his helmet on didn't do anything on the field Like Look at anywhere that. else. Like, it's like you're not it's like talking Michael to the Jordan punter. in the 90s. Yeah. Let alone swarming the punter. I mean, it's just, it's on brand, baby. It is on brand. Brian Ferentz had a press conference. Oh, my God. That was, uh, that was, so we did our show Thursday morning and the press conference was Thursday afternoon, right? Yeah, yeah. So that that happened Thursday afternoon, and uh, listen. In in his defense, I will say this to start: there's really not a lot Brian Ferentz could say that fans are going to be at this point that they're going to be like, "Oh, this guy, yeah, no." But there's like things he br- could have done and said that um, that wouldn't <laughs> piss them off even more. Yeah, Maddie Maddie Van Winks has compiled some sound and, and video here. Let's let's take a listen. Our job as an offensive staff is to get together every year and tweak the things that we do and figure out how to do what we do better. Um, I don't know that there's any notable changes or, you know, if, the, if that's what the players think, that's super. That's great. Um, we're just trying to move the football. We're trying to help the team win games. You're coming off back-to-back years of really subpar offensive results. What are you doing differently this time around to avoid this same yeah. thing from happening? Uh, we're going to do the same things we do. We're going to do them better, John. You know, we, we have a tried and true method. We know how we win. We know who we are. Uh, my job is to make sure we play to those strengths. And then on Saturdays, we're winning games, not losing them. He was also asked um, if he had a message for frustrated fans. And he said, <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just They just should have let Caitlin Clark go up there. 
you know, and talk about the offense a little bit. Let's get Kaylin's yeah, if, thoughts. Yeah, if you're looking for PR, you're not going to get it from <laughs> from Brian Ferentz. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you start. Uh, maybe I, we can I also hear from like Coach the question, Pepper too. Could we hear from Coach Pepper, <laughs> Coach Pepper. later on at, at some point? Uh, I do have it. some More thoughts pops. on Iowa football, but I'll, I'll let you talk about this first. Go for it. I also like the question that uh, I think it was Doctorman asked, you know, if you're up 24-10 on Wisconsin and there's 20 seconds left and you're at the 20-yard line of Wisconsin, do you, do you kick a field goal to get more points because of the contract? Or do you just kneel on the ball? And he's like, well, that's a question for the head coach, but I'll tell you this. You bet your goddamn ass I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be content if we're beating Wisconsin 24-10 late in the game. You bet your goddamn ass I'm going to be content and I'm going to be happy. I don't even think after watching that and really his word. So I I just think this Iowa season, by the way, is one of the most fascinating seasons Mm -hmm. that we've ever gone into. It also reminds you, not just you know uh, Brian Ferentz aside, but it reminds you of how absurd this freaking contract. Is. Yeah, well, I don't even know if I necessarily believe the contract. I, I mean, if they go what ten and two, uh, if they go ten and two in average, what's the number twenty five? I thought what, it was. What do they? What do they have to average for him to keep is it his 25? job? Twenty five. Whatever I've, the I've, number. I've forgotten. I, I had it in my head that it was 28, but it can't be 28, right? If they go, let's just say 10 and 2, and they're in the um, – there wouldn't be in a BCS game. BCS, Jesus, dating myself. And they're in the freaking Orlando Bowl and playing some good SEC team. He's not getting fired. Let's say that they average 23 points a game and they're 10 and 2. They're not firing him. But it's in the contract. <laughs> Contracts are so, broken so, all the so time. I'm just saying. I, I, like, I guess what I think, I think that about this is that like is a PR stunt and gone awry. I think, honestly, I think what happens there is the contract, whatever he had, is torn up, and then and they, they rework then it. have to, yeah, get him a new one. But I, I agree, and that's we talked about this when it came out. Yeah. Like they, what if they go, you know, five and seven, but they're scoring 35 points a game. What if they go twelve and zero and they're only scoring twenty three points a game? Yeah, like I, the whole I just thing is stupid. Believe that they would that Gary Bardo would do this. It, it's the making the horrible is, situation even worse. I just wish that some of these just bunker Iowa fans could open their mind to this because that let's be real, they've won a lot of games by punting and playing this shitty style of offense. They're really good at like it for the most part. Other than the last couple of years, it's trended a different direction. Clearly, because the offensive line hasn't been as good. But this is their recipe. They've beaten good teams by doing this. And now, like I just can't get it out of my mind that if the Iowa offense is now like okay, like now we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be forty minutes of hell, like. It could totally backfire on them. Like if they start chucking it down the field and they're doing all this stuff that they're not good well, but, at and they're not playing ball on. control. I, I, do you really think that a lot no. of Iowa fans are asking for that? Uh, the I think Iowa fans or? are just asking for the offense no. to be respectable. Yeah, I know I, what you mean. I don't want to see them saying. go five wide. I don't want to see them, you know, totally change everything and try to outscore opponents. 
I just want to see a respectable offense with a guy who can throw the ball. Well, I think you're going to get that. The problem is he doesn't have anyone to throw it to. Okay. That, 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 and that is right now, I think, other than maybe Brian Ferentz, the second biggest problem is they, what do they have, one scholarship wide receiver out there on at the spring game on Saturday? Yes. Now there are supposedly some portal options that are going to be com- – I, I did a little research yesterday because I knew we were going to talk about this and ask some people, asked around and seemed pretty confident that they will get a portal acquisition or something. But I, I'd also go back to the point where, you know, you just wonder. It's like I don't know how relevant that has ever been with the Iowa offense, maybe now with a competent quarterback. That would be the thing. They clearly have tight ends, uh, but it really comes down to your offensive line, Chris. I mean, if that offensive line is considerably mm-hmm. better, they, they've got a shot. Like, that's the difference the last three, four years has been up front. They just haven't been any good. But now you've got this proven quarterback coming in. Um, you can't – it's not the quarterback anymore, right? Like, so if you're if you're in Brian Ferentz's bunker here, and you know, I mean, you're not going to be – throwing the ball in the dirt, you know, like that type of thing. You've got a real functioning power five quarterback at the helm. This is as fascinating of a season as I've ever followed going into it for so many of those reasons. I I just, I, I keep wanting to pump the brakes on thinking that this quarterback change is just going to, it's going to be night and day because I, I've seen, too many times functional quarterbacks, good quarterbacks totally regress under Kirk Ferentz regimes. And Spencer Petrus is out there roaming the sidelines. He was out there on the field. He's in one ear. (laughs) Brian Ferentz is in the other. So can we really expect this guy to be as good at Iowa as he was at Michigan? No. Especially with the weapons that, that he See, right, has. and now they will have good tight end weapons, assuming they stay healthy. But you got to be able to stretch it a little bit with the wide receivers. You, you, you just have to be able to have somebody, a couple guys out there who can do it. And I, it can't be Nico Ragaini as your one and only target out there on the outside again this season. No, not if you want to kind of take that next step as a program. I was told by one source, don't laugh, this is this is real, that Iowa is very comfortable with a handful of their walk-on wide receivers. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not one thing that, serious. <laughs> that, I don't, I, that I don't buy as much as maybe some other fans do is all this talk about McNamara and his leadership, and it's the same exact things they were saying about Petrus. So it doesn't matter what they say about these guys. It really doesn't. Because think back to all the great things Brian Ferentz and Kirk Ferentz said about, specifically Kirk, said about Spencer Petrus over the years, especially in the off-seasons. And they're saying the exact same thing about McNamara. So I'm, I'm not reading anything into that. I'll say this. At least with McNamara, it's the accuracy thing. He'll be able to make the easy play that Petrus couldn't make. Yeah, well, a lot of them are going to be two-yard outs because that's the offense. 
But the other guy couldn't even make that throw. Correct. So uh, I don't know. I'm. I do think that we are underestimating in this conversation how bad Petrus actually was. Now, with that, it is the what will they do to Cade McNamara throughout this offseason? And who will he have to throw it to on the outside? Correct. Yeah, he's not like the. This isn't like, oh, the Hawks just got Lamar Jackson and we're going to throw him out there. And he, <laughs> like, you know, K. McNamara is really, like, we like him. He, he, he's a nice player. He's probably one of the better quarterbacks that, I don't know. I don't know if I can say that, actually. I was going to say Let's one of the better. The, the psychology of, had, but I of don't know Brian Ferentz, though, going into that press conference. Like, he could have, as you said, there, there, he wasn't going to win over a bunch of people. He wasn't going to get fans all excited. But he could have not pissed everybody off. Like, fans why do just you want think real he, talk and humility? And I wish these coaches, and it's not just Brian Ferentz, across the board, talk to us like we're humans, not. Not your little coach speak, robot, stubborn. I mean, Ferentz comes across as very arrogant on those. Brian. Yes. Yes, extremely. And to not even have a message for frustrated fans, like hang in there. We're going to turn this around this year. Like the, These are your fans. <laughs> why, why don't you care at all? Like you... It's all about you. It's all about who's inside that locker room, who's in the program. No. And, hey, you might need some of those fans to be on your side to try to keep your job. He needs to just be real, too. Like, go up there. Brian Ferentz hasn't just been screwing around during the – at least I don't believe. He's not just been sitting around playing video games. All offseason. Like, you think this hasn't been hard on him? Like, he's trying. Mm -hmm. I truly believe the man is trying. Go up there and give us a glimpse into that. Say, this has been the most difficult offseason for me personally. I've probably worked harder this offseason than I ever before to turn this thing around. That's my job. Man, I we have the best fan base in America, and we don't ever want to let them down. Sometimes you're going to fall short, but I can promise you it's not going to be from a lack of effort. We're doing everything within our power to make Iowa's offense one that everybody can be proud of on game day. So why do you think he went the exact opposite of that? Because I they I think it's just these these coaches and their bunkers and they it's like a genuine like I don't know. I don't know why he didn't, but I've seen it enough from coaches over the years where you get to a point where you get to a place, and Kirk Ferentz has been there for how many years? He's been there 40 years? I'm kidding. <laughs> but they look around, and they're like, well, we built this place. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what mm-hmm. all these coaches think when they have some success, and they look around, and they'd be like, man, you should see what this place would be like without us, right? And, they, and again, they've won a lot of games by playing shitty offense. It's what they do. By design for not not to be as bad as they have, but this whole ball control, we're still lining up in the you know power eye, like the stuff that Iowa's done. That no, the punting is winning. All this crap that you guys brag about and talk about, it's been a thing that Iowa has won with, and they think we're stupid. I truly believe that. Like they yeah. they think that their way is like this tried and true way, and. They think that fans and media who are like guys like you who are 
chirping about this, who, who's an Iowa fan, they think they're smarter than you. And, and, and in most cases, they probably are. But when he goes up there, I think that's what is going through his mind. Especially when you get, you know, the you've been around it, Chris, the media coach thing. They've been around for two decades in Iowa City. They probably mm-hmm. can't stand those guys. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. So then it's get it turns into this personal thing where it's you're up on this podium and it's a very unnatural human state. I just don't think I really don't think he gives a damn what what other people think because he, in his mindset and the way that that entire program with Captain Kirk is set up, I don't think that they give a damn what the fans think because in, at the end of the day, they believe in their process and that this is how we win here. And how dare you for questioning us? Well, That's it's not just the Iowa fans. It is college football fans all over the country because the Iowa offense is a national laughingstock. And it's it's one of the reasons why a fake character that I made up can go so viral mm-hmm. is because of that. And I can't tell you how many people actually thought that Iowa had a punt coordinator. <laughs> And Carl Pepper was actually up there answering questions going into the spring game. There were so many people who think that that's real because of how pathetic Iowa's offense is. Well, can we hear from Coach Pepper? Hey, everybody. Sorry I'm a little late. We were just having an incredible practice. It might have been the best punting practice we've had since I've been here at the University of Iowa. Our kids cannot wait to get out there at Kinnick Stadium on Saturday for the spring game. I know our fans are excited to see our punters for the first time this season. We are going to be charging admission if you want to sit in the south end zone, though, where we're going to be punting into. It's $75 a seat there, and that does not come with a football if you catch it. Okay, you, you got to throw that back. Um, if you do try to take the football, you will be arrested. You will be thrown in an Iowa City jail. You will spend the night, and it will go on your permanent record. So help us out. Throw those balls back, okay? Questions? Yeah, are you at all worried that since the uh, offensive coordinator now has that points-driven contract that you won't be punting as much this No, not at all. In fact, I think that we're probably going to be punting more so that our (laughs) defensive scoring unit is on the field more often. I mean, that's, that's how we score points. Coach Pepper, Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Hypothetically, if you're beating Wisconsin 24-10, there's 20 seconds left. You're on their 20-yard line. What do you do to score more points? Yeah, well, that's not nearly enough time for our offense to score. So uh, we'd probably send out our, our, our brand-new toy, our pooch punter from Papua New Guinea. You guys are going to love him. He specializes in 10- to 13-yard punts. So when our offense is somehow in or near the red zone, we'll send him out, and we are going to pin that team inside the one-yard line. I know Brian didn't have a message for the frustrated fans, but do you? Yeah, well, I mean, how could they be frustrated with me? I'm the punt coordinator, and we punt more than anybody in the country. So what more could they ask for? Other than they want me to punt on first down? Huh? <laughs> I mean, what would that be like? <laughs> I just had a breakthrough. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, well, McAfee picked that up, and uh, I saw that. And he's like, "What did that do to it?" The numbers wise, when a guy like McAfee jumps in, yeah, he's got, got like I think it has about one point five million impressions on Twitter, and ah, like 
300, 400,000 views on Twitter. It's weird. Twitter is where it blew up. Usually Twitter is the hardest place to get a video like that to blow up. TikTok's the easiest. And then it's Instagram and Facebook and then Twitter. Twitter is difficult. Um, But this one didn't really take off. A little bit on Facebook, but on, uh, on Twitter. And I think it's because it's just so close to reality. Like this yeah. is where we're at with Iowa. Well, that's what made it brilliant because some of the stuff that Coach Pepper was saying, it's like, oh, you know what? Um, but but <laughs> we, you, I mean, you're talking about a team where the coach will punt from the 34. Mm-hmm. You know, like consistently. So yeah, it's so believable. But you really had like real humans who thought that was real many many a lot of people responding that they didn't they didn't they they thought it was real until they got toward the very end and others who really just watched the whole thing and thought it was real and at this point people have special teams coordinators even iowa state now why not have a punt coordinator if you're iowa don't need punting Hunting is the yeah. I mean, Lavar Woods does such a great job with the special teams. Um, it's uh, but the and then the Eichelt photo, just everything just kept right. Off. And that was the yeah. I did the I did the pe- the Carl Pepper. I think that was Friday, and then the game was Saturday, and everybody just swarming is, the punter. Because I'm thinking back to my years of covering Iowa State. The only time we would talk to the punter ever was when they were terrible under like the Rhodes mm-hmm. years and they'd be like, like he right. was the only guy that had a decent game yeah because it's like we got Kirby Vanderkamp out here he's going for all big 12 punter because <laughs> he he would punt like seven or eight times a game but it was the opposite of Taylor right like that's the only time I remember being like oh we're gonna talk to the punter and then you have here at Iowa just thrones of media just I mean, it's like Caitlin Clark at the NCAA tournament. You're just trying to get your cell phone up there so you can <laughs> snap a photo of the Iowa punter after the spring game. My dad says, hell with the game. Let's talk about the water tower. Have oh, you heard God, about this? I saw that. Yeah. They're going to be tearing the down the iconic water. Well, that hospital is just is taken over. It's taken over the whole town. They got to tear it down to make room for more hospital structures. That it is really sad though, because that's like the one thing that just kind of it's it stood the test of time. Like yeah, I figured, and finally, after all those years of complaining about no tiger hawk on it, they finally put the tiger hawk on it. So yeah. I think they're going to tear it down in a couple years, and they're supposed to be building a new one. But who knows where that will be? If it will be visible in the stadium. And if it will have any kind of tiger hawk on it. To a couple of, I'm going to do a shout out right here to a channel seedsman. Rob and Cole Larson, they are in Guthrie Center. Have you ever been to Guthrie Center? Mm. Guthrie County? They've got that country concert, so. the River Ruckus every year. You ever been to that? The River Ruckus? That's where our yeah. friend Ed Wilson's from, isn't it? Guthrie Center? I'm not yeah, sure. I think so. At the River Ruckus. It's just a bunch of drunk co-eds in a river drinking all day long, and then there's country music concerts at night. It's Wait, a hell of a time. co-eds from where? Uh, anywhere. 
like the, do they have a community college there in the no they come from all over the state people camp it's great like, i've done it you're, before. T- you're talking college kids from yeah. all over the state yeah go there yeah and they just and they, hang out in the river what's it called the river ruckus it's a good How time have i never heard of this it's amazing i've been there four or five times Huh. Uh, but shout out, they're, they're called Excel Ag. They are channel seedsmen Rob and Cole Larson down in Guthrie Center. They have been channel seedsmen for six years. And get this, they're our first seedsmen who are Hawkeye fans. Oh, hey, there we go. Big time Hawkeye wrestling fans. Hawkeye too. seedsmen. Was, yeah. So there you go. Uh, shout out to you, sorry, Rob and Grundy Cole Larson. Center. Sorry, Ed. My bad. Oh, see, see we yeah, got a Guthrie, Guthrie Center Sanders. and a Grundy Center. Guthrie Center. Thank you, One Pride Hawkeye. Let's do a hit on this Iowa State uniform, this Jack Trice uniform. Oh. I mean, I I think it's really sharp. I think it's really It's a lot better than the one you dreamed up on our show last week. <laughs> you thought it was going to be black and white with <laughs> – you thought the stripes were going to be white and the numbers were going to be gray. <laughs> I had no idea. This is great, though. I'm really excited about this one. I love that they're embracing Ames. Yeah. Which is what they used to be called. And my dad, because my my dad's grandpa went to Ames, graduated from there. So he thinks that's such a great put down. It's not Iowa State. It's Ames. It's Ames. So that's all he calls them is Ames. And now here they are embracing it i would have paid hundreds of dollars for a replica helmet of that on saturday when they i would right now that's badass to like have in the basement look at that helmet that is just sick really happy with this and just the bigger conversation hassle what they've done to really build up the secondary brand of the football program with the trice stripes Mm -hmm. Uh, on the football facility, uh, it's on there. It's permanently on their uniforms now. What I like about it, it it's kind of like I was, um, you know, the farmer thing. Like, there's like a real story behind this, like secondary branding, and in this this Jack Trice one now, it's not like they just created this thing to. Um, to make it look cool. It's got like this history and this heritage behind it and it looks awesome. And it's like teaching this whole other generation about Jack Trice. And it's just, they've done a really, really brilliant job. If you walk around that football facility and just how they've branded it. And I, I think it's fascinating to, to watch like with our store at Cyclone Fanatic, anything we put out with the Trice stripes mm-hmm. will sell out. People just love it. So I, I'm, I couldn't be more happy with how those things turned out. They're awesome. When I came to uh, Des Moines in 2007, from I, I had previously spent all my time in Eastern Iowa. I didn't even know who Jack Trice was. I knew the stadium was named Jack Trice. Had no idea who he was. And it, it just seems like in the last 10, 12 years, and especially the last five, they've really embraced that. But you talk about the other brands that Iowa State's trying to create and the little tweaks to the uniforms over the years. Poor Charlie Kolar. You have that tweet from him, Van Wink? <laughs> the, he, he tweeted out, he's like, 
you made me wear a bugle on my helmet, and now you come out with these masterpieces? He's got a good point. The bugle helmets, that didn't work. But credit to Iowa State, they never wore them again. They listened. They didn't dig in. Yeah. Can I make a point on the bugle helmet? You're going to say that the that the bugle logo is actually a great logo, aren't you? I don't know if... I, I will not say it's great. No. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I don't think it's great. But I, I do think that if you would put that on a white helmet or maybe even a black helmet, it would change the look dramatically. You're right like about that. Yeah. Right. You're definitely right about that. I think that was the whiff there. Yeah. I think what they were, they were going for, you know, the old look. The, the the look from the 80s early 90s with that the the cyclone twirly thing and it just didn't clone nato i believe is yeah. what it's called it just didn't work well no the clone nato was had sigh or in it right yeah 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 that was i'm talking about the one that it said oh, okay yeah, cyclones on the top and that is still as you pointed out and as i've seen on espn that's still one of their secondary logos. Now, yes. what is this? What is this, Van Wick? New Cyclone alternate logo. I mean, this is kind of what they were trying to replicate, so, I think, was that kind of old school. So the tornado. Johnny Orr Cyclone logo, that that's that's a great logo. Yeah. Like, why mess with that? Use Probably, that. That looks I'm good. I'm guessing that some bullshit marketing firm told them that people would like this. Yeah, who they paid, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm just guessing. But here, here's what blows my mind. Look at that. That helmet's great. The old Iowa State Cyclone helmet from like 1990. Here's what blows my mind about Iowa State is they can come. They're so good on social media. They're so good with these alternate logos, these alternate uniforms, these other things. But you still have one of the worst primary logos in sports. (laughs) The I-State. The I-State is the ugliest SOB. In college sports, it's terrible. Doesn't say anything about the college. Nobody calls them I State. Nobody. But yet, that's the logo that's in the middle of the field and at midcourt. Get rid of the damn thing. I I was told a long time ago that to to back your point that nobody calls them I State. Somebody told me this, and I I have no idea how accurate it is, but they were trying to. It, they were trying to really replicate what Kansas State had done. Kansas they, State has a great logo that is modeled after the Tiger Hawk. They were, um, in the sense of, like, in, if you're in the state of Kansas, people will call you, they, they're called K-State. That's just how they're known. And okay. I think Iowa State was trying, back at when they did that Iowa State logo, to really back that and it just hasn't worked so I mean, nobody why nobody have they stuck them. with it it's been almost 15 years now yeah i know they've i i'm you ask me why i don't know my guess would be is that the athletic department is now you know bigger and healthier than ever and it's kind of a they probably don't want to screw with the branding too much right now would be my guess but i agree with you i was never a fan with it i like the walking sigh i always thought sigh should be that primary mm-hmm. logo well you know, you're the iowa the state cyclones that is a very unique name you need a unique logo you, you unless you are a blue blood brand in college sports 
you need a unique logo. Like you mentioned Kansas State. They may call them K-State. Yeah. But their logo is unique. I think their they're the, the only they're the only college that's the Cyclones, right? Embrace it. As far as I, I know. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool like mock-ups of that tornado. Again, like that bugle one. Again, I, I think it's fine. I'm not like a huge fan of it. I Iowa State wrestling really kind of grasped that there for a while and they would have it on like black singlets and stuff and it looked okay. Like it, it looked a lot better. That on that red helmet is just atrocious. Just atrocious the way that they rolled that thing out. And they got their ass kicked in that game. That game oh. was a mess too. That was the game that changed everything though. That's that game changed the entire course of the Campbell era. That was, that was the week when, before they went to Oklahoma. Yeah, and put, and they basically kicked in. Jacob Park off the team, and then they switched their defense. That was when they started playing the three-man down defense was that game. Even mm-hmm. though their offense sucked in that game, that was when the Haycock defense really started to evolve because Campbell was pissed. It was like two weeks before they played at Akron. Iowa State won the game comfortably, but Akron had like an obscene amount of first downs in the second half, and Campbell was pissed. And after the game, he called his coaches together. They had won by double digits, and Campbell's like, fuck it, we're changing our entire defense. We're completely going back to the drawing board. And that was when the dime stack kind of started there was that first game. But they still lost, and everybody was pissed off, and they hated the logo, and that was not a fun postgame show, I remember. You could tell name an Iowa State game over the last fifteen years. I can basically tell you like a backstory of what I ate for dinner that night. Like my whole life is based off of when the Cyclones played. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to think of uh, how about when Gene Chiswick, oh, two thousand seven, lost at home to Northern Iowa to start the season and his yeah, career. Yeah, I drove 0-2. from Shenandoah on a Thursday night to watch that game. Uh, Julian Edelman was the quarterback. No, oh, wait, no, you're talking about Northern game. Iowa. I'm talking about yeah. the Kent State game was the game I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, but then the Northern Iowa game, I think, was the week after that, right? Yeah, that was on a Saturday. Yeah, I was thinking of the Kent State game. Jesus. What'd you eat? Some some pork anus? I'm sure I was um, pretty inebriated after that one, to be honest with you. Uh, the um, Yeah, I really don't have anything from Iowa State's spring game i mean it just how did the special teams coordinator look well they had a couple botch snaps and they missed a field goal did did the special teams coordinator talk i don't believe so no (laughs) is it just a ceremonial thing like does this person really exist oh he does yeah he does he spoke at one point during spring but after the game it was just campbell and some players did they do any kickoffs No, they didn't do like a run game. Backs. Like it wasn't any like it was just a scrimmage for a while, but it was more like just you I know. I think they need to practice the watch. the kickoff coverage a little bit more. You think? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> so apparently the kicker didn't have that bad of a game, but Travis Hines tweeted out when he missed a forty one oh, yeah. yarder. And everybody just went crazy. And ah, here we snap. go again. He's like, well, he uh, <laughs> attempting a 31-yarder that uh, is short off the crossbar. No good. I texted Bloom immediately, and I'm like, God damn it. This is on you. You can't Why come up with oh, $50,000 to yeah. pay a kicker. Bloom didn't get his ass in that portal. 
<laughs> that's that's that was your one job for Bloom. Yeah, it's all I go needed. out find a kicker. If they who's, had a good a, kicker last year, they would have been in the bowl game like easily. Who's their kicker this year? Same kid. Boy, oh boy. So I always got Ryan back. Ferentz I mean, back. I hope that young Iowa man State's can bounce out of it. Back. Get out to West you, Glen this week. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors out at West Glen. You seem like a tonic guy to me, Hassel. You hang out at Tonic? Is Tonic might like have been that's the place where you would go? That might have been the place where that I was talking about, where I was with Andy, and the swingers came up to him and tried to get him to get in their car and go home with them. So these swingers came up to Andy Fails. They wanted they just, to take. They're, they're they, like, "Hey, go get in our car. We have candy." <laughs> it was like an attractive couple. Oh, so there and, was a man. I was thinking like yeah. cougars for some reason. I think it was an attractive couple, probably in their 40s. And I think they wanted us to go next door to some like dancing place, some like club. Was there like a club there? Maybe it's still there. Shotgun Betty's? I don't know. No, it was like a club where you so would. You're talking like 15 years ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This isn't recent. Okay. No, no, no. But uh, we were pretty sure they were uh, they were looking to swing, and they wanted us over there at this uh, this dance place, and I said hell no, because I think we were there. We were sitting in a booth. We were waiting for other people to show up. I don't know that, but and I don't know if that was Tonic or if that was it wasn't Wellman's, but it was one of those places over there, West Glen. Well, it's a beautiful area. Get on out there. Support them. They're supporting us. I like the yeah, breakfast I bet you, club. You, you'll That's find people with spot. the uh, you'll find people with the um, fanny pack around their shoulder out there. I guarantee it. Can I also presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery? Of course, shout out to them. I need to. I didn't appreciate you calling me out on Twitter the other day for having a blue check mark. I really didn't appreciate this. Well, that was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Trying to everybody bring... in the world lost their blue check marks except you. So here's the backstory, you dick. I never had a blue check mark. I was never what are verified. You about? Huh? Yeah. Twitter never so verified you... me. The only reason I have ever had one is when we started this thing, Iowa Everywhere. And when Elon took over. And Matt, you can help me here. You probably know more about this than me, but they started limiting the amount of video you could post. Well, when I post these clips, and more importantly with Cyclone Fanatic, I'll do like eight-minute pregame shows and then upload them to my Twitter account. It's how we, we sell advertising on them. And that's the only way we can do that. If you don't have a blue... If you don't pay for Twitter Blue... You can't post anything longer than two minutes. I think that's. I think it had always been like that until you until Elon came and offered the Twitter Blue, or maybe that was before Elon. But then once you got the Twitter Blue subscription, you could upload I think eight or ten minute videos. So Williams, yes. it's eight bucks a month. Is that it? That's all you have to I pay. I think so. Yeah. Something. And like you that. get your check mark. 
You get your notoriety. You get to stand I don't really out. give a shit about the check mark. I just need to be able to post <laughs> videos. That's all I give a shit about. Did you see some people, some celebrities were getting their blue check yeah. marks back? Yes. No. For nothing. And I also heard that, because LeBron was saying, he's like, I'm not paying that money. And then he kept his blue check mark, and apparently Elon paid for him. Yeah. Like, what? What? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, like, we have to do it. Like, so, all, like, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners follow us on Twitter. So, like do you Iowa feel. Everywhere. And you, to, to be able to repurpose the videos and the content like we do, you, you have to pay for it. Otherwise, you can't. Do you feel embarrassed now to have a blue check? I'm not embarrassed, but I don't like what this whole Elon Musk thing is, is done. Cause now it's like, well, I mean, that's the reason I pay for this, but then you'll have just random people who are like polarized politically. Oh, you're an effing Elon Musk fanboy. You must love Donald Trump. It's like, no, I'm trying to give you the content that, you know, that you follow me for. Like, that's it. Quit quit bothering me about having a check mark. I wonder what I wish other that benefits. I could have it without the check mark, but still be able to post the video. I wonder what other benefits, though having the check mark having twitter blue will get you other than there there is one that i use often within 30 minutes of posting a tweet you can edit your post so like if you have a typo oh i like nice. that aspect of it yeah simon says lots of clorinda folks really proud of williams clorinda academy grad getting his check mark <laughs> you're probably the the only clorinda native that has a blue check mark. Because nobody else out there has enough money to buy one. Stansberry does. Wait, for the he's same from reason. Clorinda? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Jesus know that. Asshole. How far behind are you? I pfft. We got a lot of nepotism going on at Psycho and Fanatic. Well, how so? Just kidding. Is like, he your son? No. He's basically though. I used to Coach his little league baseball teams. Really? That's how far back we go. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you're just handing out jobs to people you know. Only I only hire Clorinda people. Now hang on. Does he have a check mark too? Who stands? Yeah. Yes, because oh my games we have to have. That's the only way you can post the long form video. It's what we do. It's how we make a living. And it gives you longer tweets too, right? Yeah, you can post I don't like those tweets long now. tweets. Have you seen those? Yeah. I, I don't like them. Getting out of hand. What's because you have to Twitter click. Threads? If somebody does a long tweet, as it appears on your timeline or whatever, you have to click on show more. I don't like that. I don't like what Twitter's become. I really don't. I'm gonna. I, I like Twitter. I'm gonna stay on it. I hope it survives. But it really pisses me off what it's become over the last few months. It really does. Castle is going to get us kicked off Twitter now. Jeez. You're going to get us kicked off? Elon Musk is listening. I just hate how everything is just like, everybody's always amped up at the top. Like, just cool your jets for five minutes, people. Like, everything doesn't have to be controversial and political. Like, just relax. Well, I think that if you're not thinking of it politically, 
you are thinking of it as, oh, well, he's got a, it, well, if they've got a blue check mark, that means that they're just a look, idiot who wants to pay for notoriety. Right? That's, and that's what I hate about it. Like a little but, big man syndrome. <laughs> but the, the ironic part of this, I think this is irony, is I never was verified by Twitter, ever. I never had a blue check mark. A year ago, if you go back and look at my feed, I didn't have really? one. Yeah. It was when I started to have to do that for the long form video because we started doing all this, you know, all these video pieces. And I had to be able to post something longer than two minutes for our advertisers. And just like that, now, <laughs> now I'm the elitist who needs the notoriety where for the last 15 years, I didn't give a shit about it. It's just funny to me. Whatever. You're a Midwest elitist, as my dad calls you. <laughs> the biggest thing for me now is I have to like click onto the person to make sure it's actually like a legit person. Oh, they have yeah. four million followers now. It's not just like a yeah. fake person that's in trying to be them. I hate that. I yeah. hate it when people it's ridiculous. Do that. It's ridiculous. So what you got going on this week, Hassel? A lot of NFL draft. Yeah, I'm talking to Travis Kelsey today. Anything you want me to ask him? Oh, well, I got a lot of stuff I'd like you to ask him, but. Probably not. Okay, what? Give me one. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Something about Mitch Holtis. Thursday. <laughs> I really... I am going to ask him like how they convinced themselves that they were like legitimate <laughs> underdogs. Oh, yeah, great point. And not only that, and then tricked all of your fans into believing that your team wasn't very good. Yeah, right. I'm definitely all these Chiefs that. fans. They still they're walking around. They got a chip on their shoulder. Everybody thinks we suck. We won the Super Bowl, and they all still think we suck. No, the draft is in Kansas City, correct? Yeah. yeah. Do you know anybody that's going down there? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No, okay. I'm sure. I, I'm sure there's people who will be going down there, but I'm not aware. I uh, TB they, says. TB says, Chris, this might help you out here. Uh, Elon. Should let CW pay twice as much, sixteen dollars a month, to not have the check mark, but keep the other stuff. You'd probably pay that, wouldn't you? Probably at this point, yeah. You're embarrassed by that check mark. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like it. Well, look at just you, like, man. You've made it. <laughs> you had to pay for it. I never made it on my own. Nobody ever acknowledged me because you're just this dumb fan site hack blogger, right? Meanwhile, Van Wink's Emmy Award nominee at Channel 13 has had his for 15 years. Well, yeah, I got mine. Damn it. I got mine when I was at Channel 13 because everybody mm -hmm. back in the day, like the news stations would submit all yep. of the people that worked there to Twitter and they would say, this is a real person. They work here. And then you get your check mark. Even photographers and producers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and they never then it was, acknowledged. It was just verifying that, that was the actual person. Like, we needed it with Cyclone Fanatic for the longest time because there were all, you know, there's all these fan accounts that say Cyclone in them, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we needed it because there were like all these ones that kind of looked like us and like we, and they would never acknowledge us. So, the Cyclone Fanatic, then do you now pay that, uh, what is it, $1,000 a month to uh, to get that like gold check mark or whatever? No, no. We just had the blue one. 
so we can do the video. Um, real quick, this Will McDonald story going into the first round. I, he's got to get drafted. Like I got to end this Iowa State draft streak. By the way, no, you don't. Got- it's more fun. It's more fun when you you can say Iowa State hasn't had a first round draft pick since what World War One seventy three. It's more fun when you can say that. Well, so that's fifty years, exactly. Yeah. It's like Iowa State, Indiana. There's just like this because it gets brought up by um, Murph and Andy do that same poll question every year, <laughs> every year, yeah, every year, and it's just like stop. We know. We'll be interesting to to watch him, but looks like Van Ness will be in the top ten probably. Oh, that's a uh, it's one of your cousins there, Van Wink. All right, let's get out of here. Appreciate you guys. We'll do a little draft on Thursday, I'm sure. It's the off-season, baby. Did you listen to the UFO pod that me and John Miller did? (laughs) I did not click on that. Uh, I hear it it was interesting and entertaining. Does he believe in that kind of garbage like you do? Yeah, he does now. Yeah. Well, he does now because he'll pop a mushroom in and just kind (laughs) of he'll fly up into the sky with you, huh? It was intense around here last night. The northern lights, you could see them from Iowa. It was pretty cool. Oh, did you you see them last night? I didn't get to, but... Northern lights aren't... That's not a UFO. No, this is space, though, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Appreciate y'all listening. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, anywhere you can find us. We appreciate Fairway sponsoring the program. We're out. We'll be back on Thursday.